Christian Fellowship Church, please rise, stand with us. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Let's pray and begin the service with worship. God, we thank you for this new year. We thank you that you already know the end from the beginning, and as change comes, Lord, we can trust you. We lift you up today and worship you for your goodness and your mercy with hearts of gratitude. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Know his love. His love for me. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. He at last, he has ransomed me, his grace Lord, while I was a slave to sin, Jesus died. 
You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. That's our prayer. You are for me, Thank you, God. not against me. I am who you say I am. The uh, next song we're going to do, y'all, y'all have heard it before. It's called Mercy, but it just kind of, um, I think it just kind of speaks to why we're here. Um, maybe, well, of course, what God's brought us through. I've felt like he's been dealing with me a lot lately um, and a little bit about what I, talk, I talked about last week we didn't do anything to be good enough to come to God right I mean, the Bible says our works are like oily rags. We can't make ourselves good enough to approach him to attain salvation. But a lot of times we put it all on ourselves to be good enough as Christians. To make sense, like, I know in my mind, I, I can think of all of my flaws and all of my shortcomings and like, um, yeah, I mean, if you really knew me, you'd know how unworthy I am a person I am to be up here. 
But what I do doesn't make me good enough. Jesus paid that price. He, he, he bled and died for, for my sins. And that's something that I encourage all of you to remember. We're not going to work hard enough to be good enough. He calls the imperfect because in, in my weakness is where his strength is shown.
shed his blood and died for every single one of us so that we would have freedom thank you for the blood just tell him thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus
sing these songs as I often do every song must end but you never do so I throw my hands praise you again and again cause all that I have is a Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me? Lift up your soul. Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me? Lift up your soul. Cause you got a lion inside of those. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, he is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment according to Jesus. That part of strength there, love the Lord your God with all your strength, it really is, the way you can translate it is, love God with much, muchness. <laughs> That's why they said strength, because it doesn't make sense in English. Much, muchness. Not only do we love Him in our thoughts, and we seek ways to make Him big in our minds, and not only do we love Him in our hearts, and we seek ways to make sure that our hearts are bent towards him and not towards ourselves. And we do that in a number of ways. We do that through our giving, which is gonna happen now, our ushers are coming. We give as an expression of worship to bend our hearts toward him, make sure our hearts aren't gripped by consumerism and the ways of this world, but that we trust God. 
There's a lot of different ways that we can show the Lord that we love him with our soul, with our inmost being. And sometimes those ways are planned, like we, we have a plan, we come to church, we have songs, there's a plan for songs, we know we're going to sing them, and we know, you know, we're supposed to sing along, and sometimes those things are spontaneous. They come from joy, they come from a nudging of the heart, and that's kind of the fun part, right, of worship, is yeah, I'm going to sing along because I know the song, or I don't know the song, so I'm going to follow the words, but the spontaneous part is I you know what, God, I'm going to raise my hands because my body can be an expression of worship. All my much muchness, my physical being, all that I am, right? I'm going to, even though I don't sometimes feel like it, I, I want to express to him that I love him. And at least I'm trying. I may not feel like, I may not feel like I'm good enough or that I've got it all figured out, but you know what? I'm going to determine and make a decision that I'm going to be intentional about my worship. And I'm going to raise my hand, and I feel a moment in the music, right? We all get motivated, or we feel something in the music. I'm going to clap. It's expressions of worship that we see in the Bible, even, of raising our hands and clapping and singing loud, singing loud in a joyful noise, and loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and much muchness. Amen? So we'll go through that chorus a little bit more and worship Him. And if there's a spontaneous piece of you, just let it out and worship him as we give of our tithes and our offerings and and the things that God has led us to give and as we give of our expressions of worship. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come together. We can come and celebrate all that you've done in our lives and we can fill ourselves with hope and peace and joy, thinking on the good things that you have provided and the good things that you have done in our lives and in our community and in our families, God. We know that there are those, those things that need your help. We know that there are difficult things and financial problems and relational problems, and we want new things and fresh things in our lives too, God. But we're here in this moment to give you thanks and to give you praise, knowing that you understand our every need and our every situation. So we lift our eyes up to you where our help comes from in this moment of gratitude, in this moment of giving, in this moment of worship, in this moment of praise. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's continue to worship. So come on, my soul. Don't you get shy lift up your soul. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy Lift up your soul. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord.
worship you during this moment. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise and gratitude. It's going to be a great year, Father. It's going to be a great year because we've got you right beside us, walking with us with that promise that you'll never leave us, that you'll never forsake us, and that when we feel like you're not there, when we look and we see like that old poem, the that we only see one set of footprints in the sand, we realize, God, that it's you carrying us through. You're always with us. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. We worship you. You're a good, good father. We're a good, good father, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Yeah, give him a hand clap of praise this morning. He's worthy of it. Say hello to somebody close to you. If you don't know a name, you feel free to introduce yourself. Our middle name is Fellowship, so take a moment and get to know the people around you. Christian Fellowship Church, we welcome you. If you're a guest with us this morning, thanks for being here. Turning over a new leaf this year. Up in our commitment to the Lord and our faithfulness to him. If you are a guest and you want us to know that you're here, please fill out our guest card. It's either in your seat back or you can do it digitally um, through our CF Paris app. But we would love to just send you a no welcome note. Um, there's a checkbox on there if you want to receive a phone call and know a little bit more about the church, who we are and what kind of the next steps are and what's going on, how to find out what's what's new and what's next. There's lots of things going on from students uh, first through 12th grade, we have 1st through 12th grade on Wednesday nights, uh, starting this Wednesday at 6 p.m. We feed them, uh, feed them, teach them the word, hang out with them, play, play with them. So there's all kinds of other things going on as well, uh, which I'm sure they'll cover in the announcement video. But our app is a great place to figure that out. There's a calendar of events there. And so if you're new and you're just trying to figure it out, app's a good place to start. Also, next Sunday is our start here class, and so we want to remind everyone of that. If you haven't been, you've, you've been coming for a little while, you've been coming for years, and you've not been to the start here class, I want to really encourage you to go to that. It talks about who we are and what we believe, and it gives you a, a chance to ask Pastor G some questions. Maybe there's something uh, that we do or something you've heard Corey say or something in worship. You're like, oh, I wonder why they do it that way. That's a good place to go. Start here. And that happens next Sunday before service, 930, that first meeting room on the left when you come in the lobby. So I want to invite everyone out to that. Other than that, I'm sure the announcement video will cover the rest. And then Pastor Corey's going to come up and bring us the word. What's up, CF Paris? I'm so excited that you're here with us today. We have just a few announcements for you. All right, CF Women. Tracy Daughtry is starting her Thursday night class again. 
It is Thursday nights from 6 to 7.30 right here at the church. This week, this time they're going to be doing a six-week study on the book of James. So women, go sign up in the lobby for that. Just show up on Thursday, put it on your calendars. You will not regret that study. And then my next announcement is we are starting something new, and we're calling it our 3x3. Three three. It's very similar to our 4x4 four four groups that our women do, but it's three couples that meet three times over the course of three months. So if you and your significant other are interested in that, there are sign-ups out in the lobby. Go get signed up today. It's just another incredible way to meet new people, build connections, and community here at Sea of Paris. Guys, the men's ministry are going to do a chili cook-off. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be here at the church February 3rd at 6 p.m. Uh, contestants, guys, if you want to enter your chili, there's sign-ups out in the lobby at the men's table. So go sign up. You can sign up today. There's going to be door prizes. There's going to be all kinds of stuff for you guys to come. So please come join us. It's going to be epic. Also, Food Pantry. Food Pantry is coming up this Tuesday at 6 p.m., so please come and help us stock the shelves for our community. All right, guys. Our adult singles group, Focus, is meeting this Saturday here at the church at 6.30. So if you've been coming to that group or you're interested in that, come check it out, 6.30, right here. And finally, guys, our shirts are in. If you ordered off our online store, they are here, and we are super excited about it. So go get them. They're out in the lobby in a yellow bag with your name on it. Um, we're super excited. If you missed out, let us know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll open the store again. Who knows? But we're super excited to be able to rip our Sea of Paris apparel now. So I think that's it, guys. Pastor Corey's coming up. Come on, Kelly. Bye. The clicking is here in our system. So that video is available on our, our website as well as, uh, I believe, on our Facebook page, different places. There's some great information that you need to hear. Men, there's some upcoming events that uh, you're going to want to be a part of. This year we are super excited to uh, kind of be kicking off starting some uh, a true men's program here. We've had a couple uh, men's community groups, uh, but we're excited to have some big events for men. Come on, don't let the, don't let the ladies go woo. <laughs> Thank you. Man, I'd like to have some interest from the men, not your wife forcing you to another one. Man. All right, yeah, watch that video on, online, not here. We're not doing that. Uh, Decisions determine destiny. Decisions determine destiny. Uh, uh, maybe better, what you determine to do with your decisions determines your destiny. Your decisions will always directly affect your life's direction. Valid, right? I mean, nobody's arguing. Your decisions will always affect your life's direction. And your life's direction, well, that directly affects you reaching a destination, right? So decisions determine destiny. We know for a fact that unwise decisions compound <laughs> negatively. But so the same, our wise, God-honoring decisions compound in a positive, God-honoring way. Uh, so with that, let me ask you this. As we move into 2024, 
We move into a new year with the perfect chance to, to honor God. What is it, what is it that you value? Very specifically, when people talk about you or they think about you, what is it you want them to say? What do you want them to think? What is it that you want to be known by? What is it that you want to be characterized by? What do you want your reputation to be? What is it that you want others to know deep down matters to you more so than anything else? What is it that you value? Why does this matter? I have very recently been learning that when your values are clear, your decisions are easier. When you know what it is you value, you then can determine when I face a situation later on based on God's word and the values that he's placed inside of my heart, I'm determined this is what I will do. So, so as, as we look at what it is you value, ask yourself, are your decisions moving in that direction? If your life is moving in the direction of your decisions, right? We just established decisions determine destiny. Then do you like the direction your decisions are taking you? If you don't, I'd say it's time to determine to do something different. I want you to think about that and I want you to pray about it. Because we're going to talk about it. Because we're going to determine to commit this year to the Lord. I want us as a church body to determine to commit this year to the Lord so that he will establish our plans based on the values he's placed in our hearts. Come on. Y'all stand with me and let's open up with a word of prayer, can we? You're like, open? Wait a second. You've already been going too long. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I thank you so much for this opportunity just to open up our hearts and to hear your word. Lord God, to leave here encouraged, our minds renewed, transformed, Lord God, by the power of your word. I pray today, Father, that you would just break apart any hindrances, anything that would keep us, Lord God, from truly just putting you first this year. God, we thank you for your son for your spirit that's alive and well inside of us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, as you're seated, turn around, look at your neighbor and say, New Year, New You. Uh, how many of you hate that line? I mean, don't, like, somebody just asked you, don't raise your hand right now. I mean, like, that's rude. Man. All right, all right. How many, 
How many of you, how many of you would be honest enough to say that this year you made a New Year's resolution? Show of hands, how many made a New Year's resolution? Wow, man, we just done away with that mess. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of almost just defeats my next question completely. Like, it, my next question would have been, all right then, how many of you, realizing that we are seven days into the new years, how many of you, how many of you have struggled with said resolution? <laughs> and, and I, hmm, yeah. Um, today, today I want to talk a little bit about why it is that, well, why it is we don't make resolutions, why it is that... We make resolutions and don't keep them. Just a little bit about the why. The dictionary, the dictionary defines resolution as this. A firm decision to do or not to do something. But that's all it is. It's a noun. It, it sits there by itself without an action. What do you think is the difference between people that are really fulfilled in life and, and, and by really fulfilled, let me clarify what I mean by that. I, I, I mean that it's those who are consistently prepared. It's people that are committed, know what it's like to be devoted they're finishers. What they start, they finish. They're generous. They know what it's like to give freely. What's the difference between those people and the rest of the world who's, who's struggling relationally, just trying to hold a marriage together? Are struggling financially, don't, don't even know that they can be generous. Maybe they want to, but, but they don't even know that they can. Or are, are, are those who, who know that there's something more in life and yet, and yet they still feel like they're nothing. They feel empty. What is the difference between those who are really fulfilled and the rest of the world who so often struggles? We have our thoughts, we have our immediate answers, we think it's intelligence, but we know it's not intelligence because very easily we've, we've seen smart people who are miserable, right? A lot of people would jump to say maybe it's their talent, but, but it can't be talent because we've seen talented people that are broke. It's not their appearance. We think that goes a long way, but we've all seen attractive people that can't hold a relationship. Don't turn and look at them. Oh my God, man, like you be, oh, my. <laughs> what do you think is the difference between those who are really making a difference in this world, who are really fulfilled, and the rest? It really, it really all boils down to what we determine we will do. Determine is a verb. It's defined as to cause something to occur in a particular way. 
to ascertain or establish exactly, listen here, typically as a result of research or calculation, how something will occur. We can make any decision. You and I can make any decision, but until you and I determine a course of action, life will remain the same. The problem. The problem for most of us is that we're not good decision makers. Don't, don't look at me funny. I'm talking to you. Who's... Uh, Show of hands. We're, we're going to get people involved. Show of hands. Who's ever done something you regret? Let me hold up. Hold up. Keep that hand up. If you don't have your hand up, you're about to really regret not having your hand up because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to call you out and ask it how it is that you have never regretted. All right. You can put them down. Look at that involvement. Man. We've all done something we've regret. It's a new year, and, and we want to eat right, and then all of a sudden we, we decide to eat more than we should. We decide to get in shape and even buy a gym membership. Oh, you're familiar with that one. We want to be wise with our money, but decide to buy things we can't afford. We, we want to be wise with our words and then we blow up and say things we regret. We want to do the right thing, but, but we end up making the decision to do the wrong thing. We, we want to love the people around us, but unfortunately, so often, what we do is end up hurting the people we love the most. You see, we want to be good decision makers, but most of us, most of us aren't. So, so what we're going to do over the next few weeks is determine a course of action. We're going to determine a course of action that you and I are going to take that will cause something to occur in a certain way. More specifically, because, because while I do care about your eating habits and your new gym membership, really I do, more so what I, I want is I want you and I to look at the spiritual life that we're living. I want us to determine a course of action that will ensure purpose in life. Because while the gym membership you bought may be a good decision, I'm more interested, I'm more interested in you walking in God's purpose. I'm more interested in you inspiring others to live and believe like the gospel changes everything. Come on. And here's why, listen, because, because listen, just, just like salvation, salvation's a great decision. The best decision you can ever make. But just like salvation... Even though it's the best decision you can ever make, unless you then determine a course of action, your life, your life falls back into the same old, same old. There is no 
becoming. And you end up just hanging on to believing instead of relishing in the abundant life that he has for you. Whoo! Scripture is filled, filled with a great course of action. If you want more in 2024, why is it that we struggle to make good decisions? Why, 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 do, why do we want to do the right thing and end up doing the wrong thing? Look, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface, and it'll, I've got a long introduction today. I've got a long introduction today, and then, and then we're going to dive into God's word, and we're going to determine a course of action, both, both as a church body, as CF Paris, as a community of believers here in this building, but then also, also even generally speaking, as a body of believers, as the church itself as Christians as a whole, across the board. We're going to be doing this over the next few weeks. And, and I, uh, Pastor Greg and Pastor Brandon, they're going to be helping me and, and we're going to be talking about our values here at CF. But then also I'm going to be talking about, generally speaking, our values as Christians. That part about becoming, changing. The values of a Christian being prepared. You know, the Bible talks about that one. Being generous, we've talked about that one already. The Bible talks about being a finisher. The Bible talks about being dedicated, being devoted, being committed. These are the values that we as Christians should hold. Because while, while we do believe, we do believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that everyone should belong. Everyone should belong. Once God has revealed himself to you and you believe, we then also acknowledge that there is a becoming that happens next. It's a, it's a change that's born from love. It's becoming more like him. All of this you get to experience over the next few Sundays. Woo! But listen, you don't want to miss it. No, seriously, don't miss it. I'm not kidding. Don't miss it. All right. Okay, today. Today, why do we struggle to make good, good decisions? Uh, there's, there's multiple reasons. You can read all about the science on it and, and all that. I, I specifically want to talk about one. The big reason I want to focus on is this, and it's the premise behind this whole series. You and I, we tend to allow emotions to overrule logic. Okay. I, a lot of times, tend to allow emotion to overrule logic. I'm, I'm willing to wager there's a few of you out there that tend to allow emotions to overrule logic. This is where most of us struggle. This is, this is also where our decision-making process really breaks down. We let emotions overrule logic. 
and it's, it's insane. It's ridiculous. We, 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 will, we will take, I have taken time that I don't even want to admit the amount of. Ridiculous amounts of time on mundane, trivial, will never matter stuff. And at the same time, have made flippant decisions on the things that matter the most. Man. You know this well. You know this well. Your, your kid upsets you, and, and logic, logic tells you, be patient. Emotion says, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right now, we yell. We, we get over-emotional. We allow emotions to overrule logic. Or maybe, maybe there's an unexpected temptation. Logic, logic says, I don't, I don't know, that's, that's dangerous. Emotion says, I don't know, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's somebody who knows. It's the emotional decisions that end up hurting us or hurting the ones we love the most. It's the emotional decisions that end up hurting us or hurting the ones we love the most. One of the best spiritual tools that you and I have, one of the best spiritual tools that God has given us is the ability to determine a course of action now so that when emotion tries to take over later, you're prepared. One of my uh, favorite character stories in the Bible, from as far back as I can remember, has been the the story of, of Joseph. Specifically, Joseph while at Potiphar's house. We know the story, Potiphar's wife, according to scripture, what we know, she, she comes in, she seduces Joseph, tries to seduce Joseph. Joseph runs, scripture says, ends up leaving his coat behind. Sprints out of the room, drops his coat, takes off. I'm going to tell you what I think had to have happened. Luke, this, this isn't based on scholarly Greek research. This is Corey 101. Um, to start, to start, let's be honest. Let's recognize Potiphar had his choice of anybody in all the land. So Potiphar selects the most beautiful woman in all the land. In all the land, the most beautiful woman. There's, there's no man on the face of the earth. Again, Corey 101, I'm not saying this is scriptural. Corey 1, there's no man on the face of the earth who while single, we'll clarify, while single and presented with the opportunity of the most beautiful woman in all of the land, throwing herself at him, wouldn't probably stumble. But, even, even if there wasn't a physical stumble, I can guarantee you at the very least there would be a stumbling of the words. We all would love to believe 
that the hottest woman in the land would throw herself on us. But if it ever did happen, we'd be, uh, 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 we wouldn't know what to do. So, so for me, as I've read this story, what I, what I believe, I know that Joseph recognized one of two things. Either, either recognized her propensity to cheat, or better, better, more probable, he probably saw his own selfish desire to want her to cheat. And because he recognized that within himself, he determines that if or when that situation arose, came about, his only option was to run. Joseph knew what he was going to do before the situation presented itself. There's no way he runs otherwise. We determine ahead of time. We determine ahead of time before you're in the moment. And our goal, our goal is to ask God to help us to determine ahead of time how it is that we are going to live our life so that, so that we honor God with our decisions, which determine destiny. Proverbs 16, verse 3. Commit your ways, commit your actions to the Lord. And your plans will succeed. Commit your actions to the Lord. What, what, what is that, Corey? What, like, what do I commit? Ooh. No. <laughs> yeah, I was too fast. Some of you didn't even see it. My kids are so embarrassed. I love it. <laughs> uh, commit your actions. Your dating relationship. Commit Commit your dating relationship to the Lord, and he will. Oh, hold up. Your marriage. Commit your marriage to the Lord. If you're parenting, we'll, we'll commit not just your kids to the Lord, but then also commit your parenting to the Lord. You're making financial decisions, commit your financial decisions to the Lord. If you're making professional decisions, relational decisions, friendship decisions, commit your actions, whatever it is, commit it to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Whew, that's good. Look at this. I love how the message puts this same verse. It says, put God in charge of your work. Put God in charge of your work, then what you've planned will take place. Still don't believe it? How about the words of Jesus himself? Look here. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then everything else will be added unto you. We have to determine to put God first in all of our actions. Then your plans will succeed. Determine. Determine to put God first in all of your actions, then your plans will succeed. And what better time, what better time than at the beginning of the year? At the beginning of the year to commit, to commit that year to the Lord. 
to commit the year to the Lord, to determine to seek him for our decisions. I, I, I told you earlier, scripture's filled, filled with examples. All throughout scripture, you see example after example. Genesis 22, God told Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your only, only son, Isaac. Come on, let, let's not kid ourselves. That story's insane. No parent in their right mind says, uh, okay. It's crazy when you read it. It's ridiculous. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because Abraham and his wife, number one, they're crazy old. They're crazy old and they only have one child. Like you don't give up your only child. Couple that, couple that then with God had already promised Abraham that I am going to give you nations. Your seed will produce nations. FYI, you can't have nations if you kill off the seed. Right? Like God, it doesn't make sense. And yet, and yet, and yet, that was the very reason. That was the very reason that Abraham could continue. He knew. When the world told him that it was no longer possible, when he himself even laughed at the idea, God not only said he could, but had proven he would. So, because of that, Abraham had already determined, my God is trustworthy. Whatever God asks me to do, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to obey. I'm determined. Same with the story of Ruth. In the very first chapter, you see this strong commitment from her to Naomi, determined ahead of time that whatever happens, no matter where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Ruth determined. And then there's the story of Daniel. Daniel, uh, he, he and his friends taken captive while, while still young, young teenagers. Taking hostage to a foreign land and then very literally brainwashed. Very literally brainwashed. You, they were, they were immediately taught, you must think the way that we think. You must uh, believe the way that we believe. You must eat the way that we eat. You must be educated that we, the way that we educate. They were, it was immediately ingrained into their lives. And, and Daniel, Daniel very well believed this, this would have been dishonoring to God. And so in Daniel 1.8, look at this. It says, Daniel determined. Daniel determined that he would not defile himself by eating the king's food or drinking his wine. Know what Daniel didn't do? Wait until he was sitting down at the supper table and got served. He determined, because of my faithfulness to God, I won't be weak in a future moment. I am determined to honor God. Why is all this so important? This is one of the, the great things that I've been learning. When your values are clear, your decisions are easier. When your values are clear, your decisions are easier. 
uh, I need you guys to know, Pastor Brandon and, uh, and as well Pastor Greg have been uh, working tirelessly on a revamp of our Start Here class. We are, are going to be introducing a, a class that uh, teaches the values and mission of CF Paris with the intent of, look, we're going to teach that class and we want everybody to go through it. We're going to be teaching that class with the intent of everybody going through it. And then we're teaching that class with the intent of it then funneling leading into a gospel fluency class starting uh, maybe about in April. A gospel fluency class that, again, we want everyone to go through. That's a lot, Corey. What are you doing to me? Here you go. I'm going to make it easy on you. We're going to teach it here first. So as opposed to having to go through the class later, you can go kind of through the class now, and then you will be geared up to really want to go through the class later. But we're going we're gonna to teach it a little bit here. A little bit. You're going to be the first graduating class. Yeah, it's a, it's a crown in heaven. I just don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no T-shirts. Yeah, all right, maybe, maybe, we'll see. But for the next two months, two months, I want to encourage you, I want to motivate you, I want to compel you even, whatever it takes to be a part, to experience, to be in service on a Sunday morning, and experience this teaching. We're going to determine who it is that we are. Because we know, we all know we're vulnerable. And because we know we're vulnerable, we're going to determine a course of action. See, when the enemy attacks, we're not going to be unprepared. We're going to be on guard. We're going to be ready. Because when your values are clear, your decisions are easier. So we're determining as we enter 2024 that we're not what the world says we are. We're not who the enemy says we are. We're, we're not what we did in the past. We're, we're not what anybody else even thinks about us. You and I are becoming more and more who God says we are. And so today, when faced with any situation, we're making a determination. We are determining. Here it is, that, here it is who I am. These are my values. This is my belief. Here's what I'll do. So that very well one day when you're tired and you're overwhelmed, because that's going to happen. So that one day, maybe when, when you're angry or even emotional, one day when, 
when you're discouraged, maybe you're depressed. No matter what one day brings, in that moment, you'll recognize your decision isn't based on the emotion of the moment. But rather, rather you'll recognize your decision is based on the values that God has placed in your heart. Just like Jesus. Jesus himself determined. He determined in the garden Gethsemane. He said no matter what, no matter what came his way, he determined no matter what price he was going to pay, he determined no matter how hard it was, no matter the pain that he would endure. He determined not my will, but yours be done. He then gave his life so that you and I could have eternal, abundant life here on earth. So, so because of that, because God loved us that much, what are we doing? You and I are going to commit everything to him knowing that when we do, he will establish our plans. So, so to ensure we honor God in the moment, what do we do? We, we determine a course of action now. Before the moment ever occurs, we determine now so that we honor God later in all we do. I, uh, I'm very intently asking you for the next two months, I'm asking you to determine to being here on a Sunday morning. I, I understand there's vacations that come up, there's things that happen. But let's determine to not allow excuses to keep you from being here. I'm encouraging you to be here for the next two months. I'm going to ask you as part, of, as part of your new year commitment. Be here at the beginning of the week for just over an hour to worship God. To hear God's word. Look, I, I want you, I want each and every one of you to not just belong I don't even want you to just believe. I want you to become all that God says you are. Come on. To do that, to do that, you have to allow his word to conform you to the image of Christ. You're going to need to press into his word. You're going to need to allow it to grow in your heart. You're going to need to determine to ingrain the values of the kingdom of God inside of you. I, I want you to start your new year committing everything, all actions to God so that, so that he will establish the plans in your heart. I pray that you commit with me. And again, there's going to be vacations, things happen, I, I get all that. But 
we're gonna make a commitment to hear God's word. I'm not gonna do a show of hands because out of emotion, somebody's gonna feel like they have to throw it up. I'm not gonna put that on you right now. But I am gonna ask you to do is stand with me and believe with me. Father, I thank you right now for a body of believers. For a community, Lord God, of believers, Lord God, who, who are beyond grateful. Lord Jesus, we're enamored. Our hearts are, are aflame, Lord God. And because, because of that, Lord Jesus, because of, of what you've done inside of us, because of we knew that there was nothing we could have ever done that brought us to this place where you just extended love regardless, Lord, we thank you. And we stand here today, Father, saying, uh, I'm dedicating my life to you. I'm committing my life to you. I'm going to be prepared, Lord God, to take action. Jesus, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to lead my family. I'm going to lead my community. Most importantly, Lord God, I'm going to lead myself, reminding me to follow you daily. I'm going to look back, Lord God, and I'm going to be reminded of your faithfulness in the past. And I'm going to know, Lord Jesus, that, that today I, I can make a choice, no matter what, to trust you, to honor you. Lord God, I thank you for your word, for your truth, for what you're doing in a group of people, Father. And, and I do pray right now that they take it to heart, a, a commitment, a simple commitment for, for two months, Lord Jesus. I pray that they take it to heart, Lord God, and, and that we... We join together to hear, Lord God, not just who we are as believers, Father, but who we are as a community of believers right here in this room. How you, Lord God, are changing us, molding us, shaping us, Lord God, into everything that you would have. Father, I, I do thank you for people's commitments across this room, for for things that they think they need in their life, Lord Jesus, whether it be weight goals or, or, or health goals or, or, or whatever, Lord Jesus, relational goals. Father, I, I do thank you that, that they have those desires, Lord, but more importantly, I pray they recognize the need, the desire to pursue you first, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then, and then, and then, and then, Lord, everything, everything else, all those other things will be added. Father, we thank you for who you are and what you're doing through us this year. Change us. Let us become more like you. It's in the name of your son that we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, y'all have a very, very, very blessed new year. Love you all. God bless you. Y'all make sure you're here. <laughs>